welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, and I'm so excited because it's December, and as all those songs say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. With that being said, there are so many amazing films coming out, such as Justice League, Despicable Me 3, The Star, Super 4, Welcome to Kingsland, The Snowman and the Snowman and the Snow Dog, Hollywood Christmas Parade and Doozers, Giant Gingerbread House. Right now, we have a special treat. We're going to be talking with Nev Sherell, who is eight and is from Orange, California, and she plays Agnes in the new movie, Despicable Me 3. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So, for those of you who haven't seen Despicable Me 3, it's such a great film. It's about Gru, who has a twin brother named Drew, and they both try to defeat this bad guy, Balthasar Brat, and it's filled with so much action, there's so many jokes, but Agnes plays a pivotal role in this film. She's Gru's daughter. And my first question to you is, Agnes is a girl, she's so optimistic, she loves unicorns, and she's just so fun and has, you know, the kindest heart. When you had to play her in the film, did you find that you shared a lot of characteristics as she did? Yeah, I actually did. Um, one of the things, I really like unicorns. And another thing is, I kind of just, I think I find a lot of characteristics in her that are kind of the same with me. Wow, so do you have any unicorns of your own? I mean, obviously unicorns aren't real, which is something that Agnes learns to discover throughout the film, but do you have any stuffed animal unicorns, or did that make it easier for you when filming? Actually, I do. I have, like, every time we we go into a store, we usually see, like, a Despicable Me 3 unicorn, and my mom usually buys it. Oh, that's so funny. Wow. I know. I, I love those unicorns. They're just so cute. So I'm I'm really glad that you really like unicorns because who doesn't love unicorns? So my next question is, what was the most challenging part about playing Agnes in the film? The most challenging part was when, cause when you had to make your voice like how when you say it's so fluffy and you had to make it kind of growly sounding. It's pretty hard to do. Oh, really? So how did you prepare for that, really? Did you just practice a lot of times? Well, I kind of just tried it really hard, and I listened to her saying it over and over, and, yeah, I practiced a lot. Wow. Well, I definitely remember that part in the film, and for those of you who haven't seen it, you have to go see it because it's just such a great movie. I love Universal Pictures and all of the films that they produce so you've been in other films, too. You've been in Neverland, The Feminist Tea Party, and you've even been on Jimmy Kimmel. So you've done a lot of different things. How was this film different from the other films or commercials that you've been in? Well, for one, it's a movie. The other things are like commercials and shorter. This took two years, and the other ones were kind of a two-day thing. But... Jimmy Kimmel is where you get to be with Jimmy Kimmel while you're recording and the 
sets, you're usually, like, when you're doing a commercial or short film, you're usually with the people. And unlike when you're doing a voice acting thing, in my case, I was recording alone in a room besides the one guy who was telling me my lines and how to say them. Because most people think I got to record with, like, Steve Carell or Kristen Wiig, but I didn't really get to meet them unless they're in the lobby until the premiere. Oh, wow. I actually didn't know that. So I could definitely imagine that being a voiceover, it's definitely very complicated compared to on-screen acting because you can't see yourself. You just have to rely on the other person, like you said. So what was your inspiration for becoming an actress? Because you're only eight and you've already done so many different films and you've played so many different characters. So was there a moment in your life where you said, I want to be an actress? There was. It was about when I was like four-ish and because I like watching TV. So I thought it would be really fun because at that time I still like most of the people I liked then, like Sabrina Carpenter. And I thought it would be really fun. And so my mom took me to Colorado School of Acting where I know Elias Harger, which is a boy from... Um, a really, it's Fuller House, so. Wow, well, I, I think that that's so great that you, you know, that's what you found is what you really enjoy doing, so I really appreciate you saying that. So another question I have for you is out of everything, like I said, you've done multiple films and commercials and even theater productions, what has been your most favorite out of all of them? Um, well, I don't know. They're all really fun. The people you get to meet, the foods they have on set. Um, it's all really nice. I think I really like Jimmy Kimmel because I like meeting Jimmy Kimmel. But also, like, I think my favorite would be Despicable Me 3. Because you got to meet, like, Kristen Wiig and Steve Carell afterwards. And you got to go to this really awesome premiere where they had, like, Ferris wheels. And a lot of unordinary stuff for a premiere. And this was my first time seeing the movie. I only had seen a clip. But, like, the rest of the people had already seen the movie. Like, Steve Carell and Kristen Wiig and all the other characters had already seen the movie put together. But I had not, so. Wow, well, that's definitely probably a really exciting experience. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about some fantastic films like Despicable Me 3, Justice League, The Star, Super 4, Welcome to Kingsland, The Snowman and the Snowman and the Snow Dog, Hollywood Christmas Parade and Doozers, Giant Gingerbread House. So we were just talking to Nev about her experiences with being on Jimmy Kimmel and the fact that she didn't really see the movie put together until the end. So I know you kind of talked about this a little bit, but what was your reaction seeing it at the premiere? Well, at first I was very nervous before the movie started. I was kind of nervous and didn't know what to think. But once I, like, once I saw the movie, I thought, wow, this is actually really good. Wow, I could definitely imagine. Yeah, this film, it was definitely different than the other Despicable Me's, but they all managed to outdo themselves. And I don't know how, but they just do it. So 
it was definitely a really great film. So out of all the scenes in the film, I know you weren't on the camera, but you were behind the scenes. Which one was the most exciting, the most enjoyable for you to, you know, which lines were the most enjoyable for you to say? Well, um, it depends. I don't know, because this part wasn't in the movie, but the most fun words I had to say was huma huma nuka nuka apua but I never real that they didn't put that part in the movie. But I think that was really fun. And you actually are on camera just in case any gestures you do might work for what the scene is. So, but we did it in chunks, in chunks. So I didn't know what part I was doing because they skipped through page to page. So I didn't know really what I was saying or what part the movie it would be in. But I think my favorite part would be where I had to say, huma huma nuka nuku apua'a. Whoa, dude, isn't that, that's Hawaiian, right? You know what that means? Yes, it's actually their state fish. Oh, wow, I'm learning so much. That's so cool. Um, wow, definitely, definitely different. So I, I love that. Um, out of all the Despicable Me's, I know that this is your first Despicable Me film, right? Yes, but... So, my mom really loves all the Despicable Me's. So before I even got the part of Agnes, she loved the Despicable Me's. Oh, wow, really? That's so exciting. Yeah, the Despicable Me's are so cool. What would you say is your favorite aspect about the movie? Like the minions? I mean, you talked about the unicorn. I mean, there are so many different characters. Like, what was your favorite aspect about the movie? Well, I liked all of it. Um, it was really especially funny when the minions like went to jail and I but I liked it when Agnes went on the unicorn hunt. That was such a funny scene. I really don't want to give any of it away and I'm sure you don't either, but yeah, this this movie's got all this humor, it's got really everything, so what would you say is the main message that you want the viewers to take away from the film? Well, hmm, let's see. Maybe family? Okay, that's definitely a good message. And my last question for you is, can you tell us about any upcoming roles you have in particular films or commercials or anything you want to share with the viewers about um, anything that you might be in in the future? Well, I don't know if... I know I'll probably be in more commercials. I haven't done any really recent art auditions, but I recently did little, I was recently on Little Big Shots, um, hosted by Steve Harvey. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Well, you've done so much, and I'm so glad that I got the chance to talk to you about Despicable Me 3. Thank you so much. Thank you. So check out Despicable Me 3 now. It's on DVD, and you really won't want to miss it. And you definitely want to keep out for the end of the movie because there might be a Despicable Me 4. We don't know. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to King's Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and we have a wonderful show for you today we're going to be talking about the stars super four welcomes the kingsland which is also our sponsor for the day the snowman and the snowman and snow dog hollywood christmas parade and Deuces giant gingerbread house we're well, going to kick off this segment talking to Kamai, who is 12 years old and from Atlanta, Georgia. Kamai, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. We're going to be talking about the new film, Justice League. So many people have been talking about it. I have heard so many mixed messages. What did you think of this film overall? Well, overall, it was a really, really good movie. Like While watching it, I was like, wow can't believe this actually made it to theaters because it was like really great and everybody in the movie theater was clapping and enjoying it i'm so happy to hear that because i had i was getting really concerned because justice league was my favorite superhero team growing up the television show was my favorite thing to watch and i was just excited to see all these great actors come together and make this film so well first of all uh this film had a couple of Speed, road bumps because of the switching of directors from Zack Schneider to Joss Whedon. Um, did that director shift, was that apparent to you in the film? Um, while watching it, I honestly couldn't even tell there was a switch in directors. I mean, the only way I would have known is that the movie was actually better than other DC films I've actually watched before. Well, wonderful. So um, tell me, who was your favorite character? Because we have a Love the characters in this film. Well, I'd say my favorite character is Batman because growing up, I kind of enjoyed him uh, the most. I've seen most of his movies and cartoons, and I think that was my favorite character. Um, comparing to the other reincarnations of Batman, because so many people have played that role, what do you think of Ben Affleck as Batman? Um, I mean, I've seen reviews what people said, but honestly, I think he did a great job. I mean, people say he doesn't sound like Batman or stuff, but I think he did really good because, I mean, he did all this. He looked uh, good in the suit. He uh, fit in the suit. He played the roles, the role right and got it good, I guess. Wonderful. Now, you got to tell us about the action because with superhero films, they always have so much fun, creative action scenes. What did you think? Well, well, the action, 
most of it was used by CGI because some of it was actually too intense for stunts. And that's what I really enjoyed because it made something unrealistic feel realistic. And I think everybody else would have enjoyed that too if you watched it. Now, tell us a bit about what you think of the CGI because if it's very CGI heavy, CGI has gone, gone a long way, but sometimes a lot of it can be a bit excessive and can make the film look too unrealistic. So, Tess, can you elaborate on what you thought about the CGI? Uh, the CGI is like that of a video game that you play nowadays. It, it, it seemed very, very uh, similar to that, because while I'm watching it, I, I referred to it as a video game in my uh, review. And, I mean, it was pretty good. Like, it made me feel like I was in the movie. Sounds like fun. Now, how is this film compared to other DC films? Um, other DC films were not as good as this. I mean, they, the other past DC films could have been better, but this one was just amazing. I, I don't see any faults or mistakes in it. I, I just think it was playing great. Wonderful. Well, I, I gotta say that it's hard to kind of, you know, live up to other DC films because the there were so many other good DC films out there like the Dark Knight and of course the Wonder Woman which came out in the summer so I was a little bit skeptical to see how it would shape up against these other films but it's good to hear that shaping up pretty well what would you say is for some people who didn't like this film um because there were some people who didn't like it um what would you say to defend this film I get that I get that some people don't like it I mean it's their opinion they have their reasons not everybody is going to enjoy this film. It's almost impossible. But, I mean, I can't help that they don't like it. But the reason I liked it, I mean, I felt immersed in it. I enjoyed it. And, I mean, that's my opinion. Oh, definitely, of course, your opinion. Movies, of course, are subjective. But uh, for people who are maybe not DC fans um, and people who have not seen any of their DC films, do you think they can still enjoy this movie? Um, they would enjoy this movie. It'd be a little bit confusing if you haven't seen some other DC films because it has other references and stuff like that. So you shouldn't, I mean, they would still enjoy it, but they should start with something, uh, kind of older, I guess. Well, certainly. So, Kamai, what is the age recommendation and how many stars should you give this film? Age recommendation is 12 through 18. There's some... There's, it's pretty funny, but there's some bad language. Also, uh, I give this a 5 out of 5 star recommendation. It was a really, really good movie, and I really enjoyed it. Thanks for asking. Well, I'm glad you did, and I can't wait to go check it out myself. Still need to go see it. Thank you so much for coming for talking about Justice League. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to continue the show talking about Super 4, Welcome to Kingsland, which is also our sponsor for today. The Snowman and the Snowman and Snow Dog, Hollywood Christmas Parade, and Doozers, the Giant Gingerbread House. Right now, we're going to be talking to the wonderful Samantha from San Diego, who's 18 years old, and 12-year-old Diana from L.A., talking about the star. Thank you, to, thank you so much, you two, for joining the show. So, Samantha, tell us a little bit about what the star is and how much you enjoyed it. Well, I actually really enjoyed the star because 
it's definitely a unique film. I find myself always saying that the films are unique, but somehow these major companies who produce these films always manage to make a film so different. It's about the first Christmas from an animal's perspective. And I'm Jewish, but that's okay. I still really enjoyed the film. And even if you know a lot about Christmas, or even if you don't, it's really a perfect way to sit down with your family and watch Bo, who's this donkey, with his friend Dave, who's this bird, and they travel to Bethlehem, and they try to save Joseph and Mary, because Mary's going to be birthing her son Jesus. So they go through so many obstacles, and it's really fun to go along with them and really understand why we celebrate Christmas. Sounds like an adorable little film. So, um, Dariana, what did you think about the star? Uh, this film was, the star is so amazing. Like, I am Catholic, so I, like, know all about it. And it was awesome to watch it because it puts a real twist on the biblical story. Like, it's it's correct in everything based on the Bible. And it's so fun to have a modern twist to it. And, like, they crack a lot of jokes and stuff. So I really like that about the film. When I was looking up this film, it sounded like it looked like it had a very adorable animation style. And so, um, Samantha, what did you think about the animation? I thought that the animation was amazing. Okay, animals are my favorite thing ever. And then when they put animals in a film and animate them to make them look so cute, like Bo is this donkey. And it just makes me want to have a pet donkey, and I can't. But this film is just... You know, just the fact that you can get along with animals, and they had dogs, too, and I love dogs, and they just managed to make you fall in love with the animal characters, and even the regular characters as well, because they put so much detail into the animation that it's really hard not to enjoy it. And, Dariana, what did you think about the animation? The animation was honestly so detailed, like you could see the hair on every on all the animals, and you could see every feather on the bird Dave. And I love it because one time um, when Bo came out of, like, being in the dark for a while, it um, his pupils, like, they dilated. And I thought, like, all the attention to detail the animators had was so awesome. So I really loved that. It's nice to see, like, how far children's animation has definitely gone. It's just, it's still as vibrant and colorful as ever, but it's just become more detailed and just so beautiful. Now, um, Samantha, tell us a bit about, because you, as you said, like, it's hard to say, to not say it, but, like, there are so many unique and different films out there, but, like, what made this film particularly unique to you? Well, I thought it was really unique because, personally, I haven't seen any films about the story of Christmas, and since I am Jewish, I'm not really familiar with the Bible as much. I mean, I've learned about it in my classes, but I'm not... That's sure. So I thought this film was really neat because it focuses on the animals the entire time. It's not just somebody telling a story of the first Christmas. It's animals witnessing it. So I thought that was unique. Diane and Samantha, it's nice to hear from, from two different opinions about this film. And it seems like both of you from different backgrounds still enjoyed this film. So that's nice that this film kind of brings different people from different backgrounds together. Now, Samantha, what would you say is the age recommendation for this film? I would say it would be great for kids ages 6 to 18. There really is no age range just because you can watch it with your family. And no matter what background or culture or wherever you are, you'll still find a way to relate to the film in some way. And Diana, how many stars do you give this film? 
I give this film a four out of five stars because it had like all the amazing animation and like the plot is amazing and it actually had really good new Christmas songs. So I thought that was awesome too. Well, thank you so much, you two, for talking about this film. It's been a pleasure. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. It's perfect for the holiday season. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to King. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about one of the upcoming films the star and next we'll be talking with jolene who is 13 and is from los angeles about the new film super four welcome to kingsland welcome to the show jolene thank you so I did a little research on Super 4, and it's about these fantastic adventures. There's so much comedy and action with the Super 4 as they travel through all of these Playmobil universes. I've played with the Playmobil toys before. I've seen some of the other films, but I want to hear from you a little bit more about the film. Okay, so the Super 4 are the group of kids who go on these adventures and they have fun together. And the Super 4 consists of Prince Alexander, who is a very trustworthy and courageous prince. And then Ruby is a pirate. And she is a very, very um, independent and strong pirate. And then we have Twinkle, who is a really caring and really emotional fairy. And then we have um, Jean, who is like a super, a super, a secret intelligent, intelligent agent. And he's like really chill and like he doesn't show his emotions that much. Wow. Well, I was just looking at the cover of it and it honestly looks so adorable and it's so cute and I really can't wait to see it. So what did you think about it? Did you enjoy it? I mean, what was your thought about it after you watched the film? I actually really enjoyed this film because, like, even though you may think, because, like, on the 
picture there's like a prince and then welcome to Kingsland. Some people uh, may expect like, oh, it's going to be a cliche about the prince saving a princess. Wow. But it's actually not that. Um, it's actually really interesting and really original like episodes. I really enjoyed watching it. Wow, that, that sounds great. And before you gave us a really great description of all of the different characters in the Super Force. So if you had to pick one or even two, what would you say would be your favorite character? I think my favorite character would be Gene because even though he's like like a really chill guy and he's like not very emotional, like there was an episode where a baby dinosaur saw him and thought he was his mother and then it was um after the time he he had to, like, let the baby dragon go back to its mother. And then, like, it was so, like, cute to see Jean actually caring and showing emotions for this baby dragon. Oh, that sounds so cute. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. I know I haven't seen the film, but it definitely sounds like a great scene, and I can't wait to see it. So, was there any part of the film that you really was able you were really able to relate to like some part of the film that you really enjoyed or something that you really remember distinctively and just want to share with us um I had there was an episode that I um really liked the message of so like basically what happened was um Ruby the pirate got bewitched and she got a spell put on her by um, an evil uh, like majesty an evil witch so then she got transformed into a dragon and the spell the spell is supposed to turn you into something that that is like something that you have to overcome that's like a bad thing of yours so then ruby turned into a dragon because she has like anger issues so then it was really cool to see that the message of the episode was like to overcome overcome the obstacles you have and then like the super four helped her overcome the obstacles and it was like cool to see them work together and then like they used teamwork and they made it through wow i can't believe that i love when films do that and teamwork and friendship Mm -hmm. and all these really great themes are just awesome so what would you say is the moral or message that you got when you saw this film Overall, it's just, like, teamwork, friendship, and, like, having trust in your friends and having trust in yourself. Well, I completely agree with that, and I think that's a great film, and I love how this film seems to incorporate it in that way. And my last question to you is, what would you say is the age and star rating for this film? I would recommend this DVD and episodes to the ages of... 4 to 13 because I really like this film so I think other 13 year olds would like it as well so yeah well thank you so much Jolene for talking about this series we I really appreciate it thank you for interviewing me if you want to check it out you can check it out on DVD now like Jolene said it is an amazing series and super for welcome to Kingsland you should definitely check it out because I know I will You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about 
The Snowman and the Snowman and the Snow Dog, Hollywood Christmas Parade, and Boozer's Giant Gingerbread House. Right now we're going to talk to Calissa, who is 14 and is from Los Angeles, about the new film The Snowman and the Snowman and the Snow Dog. Welcome to the show, Calista. Hello. So I see dog in this title. So this makes me think that there's a dog. Is there a dog? Uh, in the second one, because this is a bundle of two films, so. Oh, okay. I see. Well, at least there is a dog in it. And if you love animals, you should definitely check it out. So I want to hear from you. What did you think of The Snowman and The Snowman and The Snow Dog? I thought both of these films were actually very, I thought they were both very cute and very charming, and I actually felt, it, it was actually kind of relaxing in a way. I felt very calm after watching them, which I guess is pretty good. Whoa, what would you say is the most calming aspect about the film? Well, there's two of them, so both. Well, they both have the same aspect, so it's not like there's anything like, um, it's not like it's going to be two different things, but it's definitely the animation. I adore the animation of this film. It looks like a picture book, and something about it just seems very relaxing. Like, if you if you look up pictures from these two films, it's it looks like very relaxing, and the colors are just really pretty, and it it makes me it makes me feel so good. Well, that's the best part about a film is that when you can see it, and you just feel like you're in the film, and it's just so great. So. If you had to pick a favorite character, who would you choose? Hmm. Well, see, the thing is, I feel like the, these films rely a lot more on, like, the animation and the atmosphere because there's actually no talking in both of these films. So based on uh, personality through movement alone, probably the snowman. Because I do feel that it... Because I feel that it's like, even though there is no talking, these characters do manage to be enjoyable, which I think is a pretty hard thing to get right to um, manage to do. But, you know, the snowman, um, you can tell that he's very curious and very friendly. And, it, and even though they don't say a word, it's very nice. I actually didn't know that there was no dialogue, and that's very interesting to hear. Would you say, I've never seen a silent film before, would you say that... It's in a way more powerful, and I guess it um, is the film like it strikes with you more just because of the fact that there is no dialogue. Well, see, a film with no dialogue isn't that very isn't that common. Like, and I feel like this actually surprised me. I was thinking to myself that no one has spoke yet. Is is this just going to be background music? Technically, not even background music since it's the only thing you hear. But. I do feel that this somehow makes it a bit more powerful because, like I said, this film, these films are very much more about the atmosphere and the animation because it is very clear that they are trying to immerse you in these visuals. They do not; they're not trying to create compelling characters that are going to stick with you till till um, till like you're an old uh, an old person and. They're, they're trying not to make these characters stand out. It's It feels like it's just about making the, this animation beautiful. Wow, I've, I'm actually really inspired by this film, but I haven't even seen it. So <laughs> it's definitely great that they, again, put out another film that's really unique and no, unlike no other. So my other question to you is, 
What would you say is the moral or message of the film? I mean, was it kind of hard to detect because they're really, like you said, it was barely background music and it was mostly movement? Well, I, I understand that there was, it wasn't that easy considering there was no dialogue, but there was one thing. I kind of don't know if I should say this because it's a little bit of a spoiler, so I won't give away too much. But both of these films seem to have a very clear message on dealing with the loss of loved ones. I understand what you mean, but it's okay. We could leave it at that because definitely got to see the film to really understand what you're talking about. So my last question to you is, what is the age and the star rating for these films? I would definitely say it's around 4 to 18 since these are both very nice, charming Christmas shorts. And... As for the star rating, I would say four out of five stars because both of these films were just really good. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much, Closer, for talking about The Snowman and The Snowman and The Snow Dog. You're welcome. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to King's. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about one of the upcoming films, The Star, and next we'll be talking with Jolene, who is 13 and is from Los Angeles, about the new film, Super 4, Welcome to Kingsland. Welcome to the show, Jolene. Thank you. So... I did a little research on Super 4, and it's about these fantastic adventures. There's so much comedy and action with the Super 4 as they travel through all of these Playmobil universes. I've played with the Playmobil toys before. I've seen some of the other films, but I want to hear from you a little bit more about the film. Okay, so the Super 4 is, are the group of kids who um, go on these adventures and they have fun together. And the Super 4 consists of um, Prince Alexander, who is a very trustworthy and courageous prince. And then Ruby is a pirate. 
And she is a very, very、um, independent and strong pirate. And then we have Twinkle, who is a really caring and really emotional fairy. And then we have、um, Jean, who is like a super, a super a secret intelligent, intelligent agent. And he's like really chill and like he doesn't show his emotions that much. Wow. Well, I was just looking at the cover of it and it honestly looks so adorable and it's so cute. And I really can't wait to see it. So, what did you think about it? Did you enjoy it? I mean, what was your thought about it after you watched the film? I actually really enjoyed this film because, like, even though you may think, because, like, in the picture there's like a prince and then welcome to Kingsland, some people、uh, may expect, like, oh, it's going to be a cliche about the prince saving a princess. Wow. But it's actually not that. Um, it's actually really interesting and really original like, episodes. I really enjoyed watching it. Wow, that, that sounds great. And before you gave us a really great description of all of the different characters in the Super Force, so if you had to pick one or even two, what would you say would be your favorite character? I think my favorite character would be Gene because even though he's like, Like a really chill guy, and he's like not very emotional. Like,、um, there was an episode where、um, a baby dinosaur saw him and thought he was his mother, and then it was、um, after the time he, he had to like let the baby dragon go back to its mother. And then, like, it was so like cute to see Gene actually caring and showing emotions for this baby dragon. Oh, that sounds so cute. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. I know I haven't seen the film, but it definitely sounds like a great scene, and I can't wait to see it. So, was there any part of the film that you really was able, you were really able to relate to? Like some part of the film that you really enjoyed, or something that you really remember distinctively and just want to share with us? Um, I have,、uh, there was an episode. That I、um, really liked the message of. So, like, basically, what happened was、um, Ruby, the pirate, got bewitched and she got a spell put on her by、um, an evil,、uh, like, majesty, an evil witch. So then、um, she got transformed into a dragon. And the spell, the spell is supposed to turn you into something that, that is like, Something that you have to overcome that's like a bad thing of yours. So then Ruby turned into a dragon because she has like anger issues. So then it was really cool to see that the message of the episode was like to overcome, overcome the obstacles you have. And then like the Super Four helped her overcome the obstacles. And it was like cool to see them work together. And then like they used teamwork and they made it through. Wow, I can't believe that. I love when films do that and teamwork and friendship、mm-hmm. and all these really great themes are just awesome. So, what would you say is the moral or message that you got when you saw this film? Overall, it's just like teamwork,、um, friendship, and like having trust in pe- your friends and having trust in yourself. 
Well, I completely agree with that, and I think that's a great film, and I love how this film seems to incorporate it in that way. And my last question to you is, what would you say is the age and star rating for this film? Um, I, I would recommend this film for, or, or DVD and episodes to the ages of 4 to 13, because I really like this film, so I think other 13-year-olds would like it as well. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jolene, for talking about this series. We, I really appreciate it. Thank you for interviewing me. If you want to check it out, you can check it out on DVD now. Like Jolene said, it is an amazing series. And Super 4, Welcome to Kingsland. You should definitely check it out, because I know I will. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the snowman and the snowman and the snow dog, Hollywood Christmas Parade, and Boozer's Giant Gingerbread House. Right now we're going to talk to Calissa, who is 14 and is from Los Angeles, about the new film, The Snowman and the Snowman and the Snow Dog. Welcome to the show, Calista. Hello. So I see dog in this title. So this makes me think that there's a dog. Is there a dog? Uh, in the second one, because this is a bundle of two films, so... Oh, okay, I see. Well, at least there is a dog in it, and if you love animals, you should definitely check it out. So I want to hear from you. What did you think of The Snowman and The Snowman and The Snow Dog? I thought both of these films were actually very... I thought they were both very cute and very charming, and I actually felt... It, it was actually kind of relaxing in a way. I felt very calm after watching them, which I guess is pretty good. Whoa, what would you say is the most calming aspect about the film? Well, there's two of them, so both. Well, they both have the same aspect, so it's not like there's anything like... Um, it's not like it's going to be two different things, but it's definitely the animation. I adore the animation of this film. It looks like a picture book. And something about it just seems very relaxing. Like, if you if you look up pictures from these two films, it's it looks like very relaxing, and the colors are just really pretty, and it it makes me it makes me feel so good. Well, that's the best part about a film is that when you can see it and you just feel like you're in the film, and it's just so great. So, if you had to pick a favorite character, who would you choose? Hmm. Well, see, the thing is, I feel like the, these films rely a lot more on, like, the animation and the atmosphere because there's actually no talking in both of these films. So based on uh, personality through movement alone, probably the snowman. Because I do feel that it... Because I feel that it's like, even though there is no talking, these characters do manage to be enjoyable, which I think is a pretty hard thing to get right to um, manage to do. But, you know, the snowman, um, you can tell that he's very curious and very friendly. And, it, and even though they don't say a word, it's very nice. I actually didn't know that there was no dialogue, and that's very interesting to hear. Would you say, I've never seen a silent film before. Would you say that it's in a way more powerful? And I guess it um, is the film, like, it strikes with you more just because of the fact that there is no dialogue? Well, see, a film with no dialogue isn't that very isn't that common. Like, and I feel like this actually surprised me. I was thinking to myself that no one has spoke yet. Is is this just going to be background music? Technically, not even background music since it's the only thing you hear. 
But I do feel that this somehow makes it a bit more powerful. Because like I said, this film, these films are very much more about the atmosphere and the animation. Because it is very clear that they are trying to immerse you in these visuals. They do not, they're not trying to create compelling characters that are going to stick with you till, till, um, till like you're an old, uh, an old person. And they're, they're trying not to make these characters stand out. It's, it feels like it's just about making the, this animation beautiful. Wow. I've, I'm actually really inspired by this film, but I haven't even seen it. So it's definitely great that they, again, put out another film that's really unique and no, unlike no other. So my other question to you is, what would you say is the moral or message of the film? I mean, was it kind of hard to detect because they're really, like you said, it was barely background music and it was mostly movement? Well... I, I understand that there was it wasn't that easy considering there was no dialogue, but there was one thing. I kind of don't know if I should say this because it's a little bit of a spoiler, so I won't give away too much. But both of these films seem to have a very clear message on dealing with the loss of loved ones. Wow. Yeah, it's a little hard because I don't want to give anything away, but it's like, now everyone's just going to be like, what does she mean? Spoiler. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I understand what you mean, but it's okay. We could leave it at that because definitely got to see the film to really understand what you're talking about. So my last question to you is, what is the age and the star rating for these films? I would definitely say it's around 4 to 18 since these are both very nice, charming Christmas shorts. And... As for the star rating, I would say four out of five stars because both of these films were just really good. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much, Cluster, for talking about The Snowman and The Snowman and The Snow Dog. You're welcome. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to Kingsland. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.